Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Hour number two to get right. We're Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up, though? My man Alec Medford, hold it down for you here on your turn it on, leave it on station. Going to get you ready for the Cowboys visiting the desert to take on the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday afternoon. Our Cowboys-Cardinals preview coming up here in just a moment on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers. 105.3 The Fan. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Atatula, at Alec on the radio if you want to get at us. On X coming up in 19 minutes. It sounds like you're doing recreational drugs. <laughs> Is that what it sounded like? To me. I mean, if I'm going to say the platform, I might as well say it right, I guess, at this point. Uh, David Helbert of Fox Sports. I'm right about that platform. Anyway, sorry, you were going. You were, you, I, I'm breaking down the show. My bad. You got it. From the hit NFL on Fox podcast. Going to be joining us here in 19 minutes to break down all things national football, including, unfortunately, the news of the day. Trayvon Diggs tearing his ACL done for the 2023 NFL season. Can we take a second on that? Sure. I don't think we said it during the course of the show yet. This happened, as Ian Rappaport reported, one on, during practice in one-on-one. Non-contact injury. Which, honestly, it feels like when you see that ACL, that's what it is, non-contact injury. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about hearing the, the circumstances under which Trayvon Diggs was lost for the entirety of the season for your Cowboys. Uh, like Ben DiNucci. Like, what are we doing one-on-one drills for in the, on Thursday? Like, for, wh- for who? Competition. For, what? for who? Competitiveness. For what? Like, we are, you know, a, a few days away from game day, and we're out here doing one-on-one drills on a Thursday. Now, again, this could have happened at any point, in any point of the season, on any given play, or whatever the case may be. But the fact that it happened in that particular situation – is that much more disappointing? Um, so Trayvon Diggs lost for the season. Uh, shout out to Deron Bland, the young man who led the Cowboys in interceptions last year with five. He now steps opposite of Stephon Gilmore. Uh, come on down, Jordan Lewis. Uh, welcome back. Uh, you're going to see a lot more playing time as this season goes on. And the depth is going to be tested throughout the course of this season in that secondary, which gets us to our Cowboys Cardinals preview as the Cowboys get ready to take on the Kyler Murray-less, Buda Baker-less. Also losing another defensive star, Carlos Watkins, injured for the Arizona Cardinals. So the race to the bottom continues uh, for Jonathan Gannon and his football team as they <laughs> – we're watching the Giants take on the San Francisco 49ers tonight on Thursday Night Football as the Giants appear – or excuse me, the 49ers appear to have scored a touchdown. Um, but just watching that game last week and watching the Giants methodically come back – Against the Arizona Cardinals, all I can think of is the Bitwell family thinking, hey, uh, 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 Jonathan, it's, it's cool that your team is real competitive this week. I'm going to need you to handle business, though. 
Okay? We need to get this done and uh, handle business the way that we need to as we continue that race to the bottom. And the Giants, of course, engage in a 20-point semi-comeback to win on the road against Arizona. Now the NFC East Cowboys come into Arizona looking to continue their destruction of what has been a terrorizing start for the rest of the National Football League. The Cowboys have outscored their first two opponents, Reg, by a score of 70 to 10. 60 of them things. They are averaging only giving up five points per game on defense. And guess who they get to play quarterback this week? Is this Josh we, Dobbs. We still got Josh Dobbs in the Josh Dobbs. Now, this is the thing, because I was I was thinking about it. Is there a is there a portion of the Arizona Cardinals, any particular thing about the Arizona Cardinals that gives you a modicum, an iota, a single ounce of concern? Um, two things. Okay, two. Interesting. You one, came up with a couple. Yeah, one lesser than the other because the run defense has been really good so far I this mean, year. They're both very, very small, I'm sure. Um, James Conner, the running back for the Arizona Cardinals. He did pop for me. I think it might have been this past weekend. I saw mm-hmm. him make a couple of good plays. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, James Conner's still doing that. Yeah. Cool. Gotcha. Played, played well against the Giants last week. But the thing we touched on a little bit earlier when it came to Stephon Gilmore, which is the more concern for me this week, even with Josh Dobbs being the passer for the Arizona Cardinals, one thing the Cardinals have in their wide receiver core is a bunch of dudes that can run fast. They got a lot of fast guys that can play at the receiver position. And I do wonder how that plays when we saw Stephon Gilmore struggle a little bit last week when it came to Garrett Wilson and some of the aspects of what they could present from a speed standpoint at the wide receiver group for Arizona. What up, Ruben? Um, the and you're talking about Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore. Yeah. Um, I think Jazz, uh, Josh. Uh, sorry, Zach Pascal can run a little bit, but uh, a lot of fast guys. The thing that gives me uh, solace in that regard, in particular, is in order to get downfield or get like the fast guys uh, open in order to get the ball to them, you're gonna have to have time, and time is not a luxury that any offense gets against. These Michael Parsons led uh, Cowboys uh, pass rushers, especially against a questionable offensive line, doesn't happen right? <laughs> for the Arizona Cardinals. And I I need to spread that love, Demarcus Lawrence, my game, my guy Osa Digazua, right? Uh, all these guys when they get out here. Who uh, by by the way, real quick pin for Osa Digazua, who's been spectacular for the first couple of weeks of this season. Apparently, my man adopted the Aaron Donald regimen in terms of the training this past off season. My man was going. Four days. Four days. Which, honestly, sometimes I think about them like, can I just break up my workout into four different spots and call it four <laughs> days? Like, does does that count? I, can think, I, you, I think you're doing a lot Can I there. just clock in four times uh-huh. and say that I'm doing a whole bunch of work? I don't think that's what he was doing, but I'm no, thinking in my not. mind, in my, in my lazy trying to get out of it mind. That sounded good to you? I was like, what if I just do two sets in the morning, <laughs> another two? <laughs> I'm going to break it up. Eight, 10, 12, two, like that, that's it. That's right. That's, that's my four days right there, right there. But no, Ose has been really good. And I think what you talked about with the defensive line, my favorite part of watching this line so far through the first two weeks is watching these guys eat off of what they've been able to do to help each other. Micah Parsons sure. setting things up for Osa to get after the quarterback. Demarcus Lawrence has been really good so far in the first couple of weeks in year 10 of his professional career. These guys are playing complimentary football off of one another, and that in turn has made this defense that much more potent with the skill set that each of these guys bring. And Osa, I think, has been a big beneficiary of what Micah Parsons has been able to do in getting after the quarterback so far this year. 
For sure. I, I think that this this team is locked in. There's continuity, both when you talk about playing next to each other and then you talk about um, the game plan and the game planner and Dan Quinn. He knows these guys very well. He knows their capabilities. He knows how to put them in the right position to succeed, and they know how to do that for, for themselves and for each other. Um, one of the things that I, look, minorly cautious about, Again, all these things are minor. I think the Cowboys roll on these boys, right? Like, I, I think, and I think a lot of people are in this place. Your head might be in week five, right? And maybe maybe that's Ooh. something to talk about where you're like, hey, don't look ahead, right? The, the football is at any given Sunday type proposition. Um, Josh Dobbs is mobile as a quarterback. And one thing that we've seen in small portions, and honestly, it gets to a point where the team cannot do it a ton because they get down and then they need to make sure that they get those points back and they have to throw the football up. But when you get a mobile quarterback that changes the numbers on, this changes the math, and now you're guarding 11 as opposed to 10, that can get a little bit tough. I do wonder if at some points Josh Dobbs might tuck in and run and turn himself into that level player. You've seen Josh Dobbs relatively recently. Remember, he was the quarterback for the, in the Titans game. That's right. Um, in an ugly game for the Cowboys, I thought, that night. Absolutely. He did not run the ball a lot, but he ran the ball three times for 12 yards was what he ended up getting. Um, and there was a long of seven yards. And like That's not something that you go, oh, I'm terrified of that. But I think what you can see is that he has the possibility of moving a little bit. And if they are looking for some way that they can maybe get a little bit of something, I do wonder if that change adds into the game. But you see how I'm grasping at straws? You're trying you to find the straws I that see I'm what grasping you're doing. at? I see what you're doing. I mean, you're right. This is a team in the Arizona Cardinals, as we have mentioned, racing to the bottom as fast as they can. This is not a very good football team on either side of the football. The names of the guys that you look at accustomed to being on this team and playing week in and week out, not playing. Buda Baker, not there. Kyler Murray, not there. At the same time, for me, if you're the Cowboys – you talked about it a little bit. You cannot be looking ahead to week five. You cannot be looking past week four when you welcome in Ezekiel Elliott and the New England Patriots. This is a game, even with the injury that they're dealing with now in terms of Trayvon Diggs, you've got plenty to handle business on the road. And, oh, by the way, uh, welcome back, it appears, Tyler Smith and Donovan Wilson on their way back on offense, on the offensive line and the defensive line and the defensive secondary, I should say, when it comes to Donovan Wilson. So, you're getting healthier as you're going into a game where you should beat down this opponent rather soundly given the talent disparity on both of these football teams. And, I mean, the, I, the notion of style points is not something that, you know, is, is calculated in any way and that has no bearing in the NFL. But I do think that this can be an opportunity for you to show, prove something to yourself and maybe to the rest of the league if they care, if they give a damn at all. Um, which is, and it's something that Zach Martin mentioned uh, in, on the Zach Martin show with the G-Bag Nation earlier mm-hmm. today. One of the things that they need to work on that they feel that he, you know, he brought up himself in the red zone, need to make sure that you're going and you're turning those opportunities into sevens, right? Obviously, it was good that Brandon Aubrey, when when called upon, when his number was called, he put the ball between the uprights for three every time. However, you do not, you want him to be so bored during the course of a football game, or I guess he would be kicking extra points, but you get the point, right? You, You want him to have as little of an impact when it comes to like actually you know, the score of the game, you want to be able to put the ball into the end zone. I don't know why I worried so much about doing that other part. You get what I mean, <laughs> right? Get into the end zone, yeah. right? And that's something that you haven't done as consistently as you would like in those first two games. And I know we've had the conversation. Stephen Jones talks about 
All right, was that Steven? Was that Jerry? Talked about the idea of there's a little bit more left in the tank. They've kind of, you know, in the red zone, reasonably yeah. kind of held some things back mm-hmm. because they did not need to play all of their cards. But that's, I think you might need to look at these Cardinals and go, hey, man, this is what do they do in the uh, in, in training camp? The uh, the two team practice or whatever, right? <laughs> this this is live body reps. Right? Yes. Like, give yourself an opportunity, to, even if you believe and rightfully so that you are significantly better than this team. Go out and show it to them. Go out and show to yourself that when you get the ball, short yardage, whatever, that you can finish off drives uh, and not just peter out. Um, and so that's something I'm really intrigued in seeing from this team. Not only uh, not only them being solid defensively. I think we know that for sure. I want to see the offense be able to not only hold up their end of the bargain but show that they're capable of taking the reins at instances because that's what's going to be necessary for you to get to where you ultimately want to be. Not just a team that's good. Not just a team that maybe wins the NFC East, but a team that has a capability of really challenging to be playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, because if I'm – and that's the thing. You know, I'm going to say this all fall when it comes to this Cowboys team and how we evaluate and talk about this team. We are evaluating them through the lens of whether or not they are true contenders for a Super Bowl. Not if they're good enough to win the NFC East. Not if they're good enough to just make a you know a nice playoff run. We are evaluating this team through the lens of are you able to see them in Las Vegas playing for the Lombardi Trophy? And if you're going to be that team that's looked at that way, you've got to be better in the red zone. Two of six in the red zone. Yes, I know the Jets are a good defense. Quentin Williams, all pro in the middle there. Got a lot of good guys in terms of Sauce Gardner and others for that Jets defense. But if you're going to be beating the San Francisco 49ers of the world, the Philadelphia Eagles of the world, and others, you've got to capitalize when your defense is going to give you a lot of opportunities with short fields to be able to put points on the board, yeah. you've got to take advantage of those opportunities. And this is a week against a depleted Arizona Cardinal team, talent and injury-wise, that you should be able to capitalize on plenty of chances that your defense should be able to give you, given how lack of talent you'll see on the offensive side for the Arizona Cardinals, the way that this defense for the Cowboys should be able to get after them in a big way. Like, let's see some, let's let's get Cooper Rush and Deuce Vaughn a whole bunch of burn in this game. You know what I mean? That, that's what I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see the fourth quarter uh, be on that, whoop, whoop, run a clock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the time that I would be interested in, handling your business. Now, I'm interested in this because people have kind of, you know, thrown this in there, and I'm interested in your perspective on it, KG. On the text line, the truckwreck.com text line from the 214, Trey Lance for Sauce Gardner. Look, I'm trying to get a corner here, and I understand people are putting this thing together. Do you think that ha- going and getting a corner is something that's necessary, and in what kind of corner, if so? Uh, no, I don't think it's necessary. I think the Cowboys have a lot of depth and in, in confidence in the depth of their corner room, and I feel the same way. Again, you got a guy in Jerron Bland who last year led your team in interceptions as a rookie. Let the second-year player have a chance to prove himself on the outside and continue to be a productive player where he's going to learn from a Stephon Gilmore, and more importantly, keeping with that continuity of a guy that's still in Dan Quinn's system where we have lauded that continuity throughout the course of this offseason and through the first couple of weeks of this year. So right now, I think the Cowboys feel good about where they are, and I feel the same way based on what we have seen from Deron Bland and what he will continue to do to grow within this defense and how this defensive line will be able to protect him by getting after the quarterback, which Micah Parsons, Osa Digizua, Demarcus Lawrence, and others should be able to do against a compromised offensive line of the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. I think they're okay right now based on what they have. Like not even somebody at the back end of this, no, nothing like that, just feel like going. Not right now. Right. Not right now. And you made the point a little bit earlier, we're just two weeks now into week three of the season. Teams are still trying to figure out where they are and yeah. what they have. 
before determining whether or not they need to punt on the season or start to look at doing other things based on the way that they've played so far. I also wonder, like, what is the best quality of player that you could wrestle from a team, you know, for a reasonable draft compensation, right? Like, I, I, I wonder what you're even capable of getting and if that's something that you feel more comfortable starting than somebody like Deron Bland or sure. Jordan Lewis, right? A name that came to mind, I think maybe Zach Wolchuk might have mentioned it earlier, uh, Marcus Peters. Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, that's a boom. <laughs> you want to talk about <laughs> a replacement for Trayvon Diggs? That's a boom or bust type right. of corner. He gambles. Yes. <laughs> he sure does. And so, like. Although, let me not disrespect Trayvon that way. Trayvon's a better corner no, than Marcus for Peters. Sure. But there's some tendencies there that they both type, right. share a little bit. And so, is that is that what we're looking at? You want to see if you can go get a Marcus Peters who, I mean, he's bounced around a little bit in the last few years. Um I don't know, but I, I think that I, I lean towards where you are, where I think you're capable of doing this. I do think, though, Stephen Jones going to have to be real on his uh, talent acquisition as a 365 job. I think you need to, you know, watch that space, right? I'm sure. not saying you need to make a move, but you need to watch that space. Is it something where Wanye Thomas is going to have to get a little bit more active when it comes to maybe moving and playing a little bit of cornerback or whatever, right? Like, I, I wonder what happens there, but I, is that going to be something that over the course of the season you might need to add some help? And I guess um, you still have Nishan Wright, who is currently on the IR, but eventually will make his way back, right? I mean, if I don't need to see Nishan Wright. All right, I mean, that, okay. That's, that's, that's fair. That's you good. know what? I'm just going, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, 214, uh, Jalen Ramsey is injured right now. so Yeah, yeah, he's not playing this Yeah, year. sorry. Sorry to tell you that, but. Uh, real quick on the injury report when it comes to the Cowboys today, Thursday's guys in terms of participation, Tyler Biotis limited with a hamstring injury. That popped up late uh, in the day today. Oh, I forgot about that. After the whole Trayvon Diggs uh, torn ACL situation. So something to watch throughout the rest of the week as well. Brandon Cooks was a full participant today. Blessings. He's good to go. Looks like for Sunday. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs, we know the situation there. She, uh, uh, Chuma Iduga. Wow. Chuma Idoga. There it is. I Hello. was just going to wait for you to get it. Get wow. it. You're good. Uh, with the elbow injury, he was a full participant today. Uh, J. Ron Kerr still dealing with the illness. Did not practice for a second consecutive day. Uh, Zach Martin also did not practice as he's dealing with the ankle injury. I think he will be good to go, though, uh, on Sunday when they take on the Arizona Cardinals. Tyron Smith, full part- or Tyler Smith, full participant with the hamstring. Oh, boy, this, this is whooping your keister right now. It is. It really is. Reading is fundamental. I know. <laughs> uh, Donovan Wilson, calf injury, full participant mm. for the second day in a row. He is going to be good to go for Sunday afternoon. So a little bit of a, a butchered reading of the uh, Cowboys practice report uh, by me, but you get the drift. Uh, go look at John Machota's Twitter account. You know, you'll see the whole practice report there. Uh, it's to get right. We're Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. By the way, Cardinals going to lose by 20 points to the Cowboys. 20 points. Yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be okay, nasty. Very good. It's going to be nasty. I mean, I don't disagree. I just, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I got the Cowboys by 20. Fantastic. Coming up next, David Helmut of Fox Sports joins us next to talk all things NFL and Cowboys here on 105. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. To the fan. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up? Alec Met for holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The tech, the truckrate.com text line 877-81-1053. 877-81-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. We're also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. And on YouTube as well on this Thursday night as the New York football giants visit the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara with 151 left in the first half. The 49ers up 10 to 3 on the G-Men as they get ready for halftime in California. Right now, though, we go to the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline where we welcome in the host of the NFL on Fox podcast covering the Dallas Cowboys for Fox Sports. You can find him on X at David Hellman underscore. He is our resident LSU Tiger, David Hellman. David, what's going on? What's up, fellas? You actually, you call it X? I still call it Twitter. But I, I was just doing it just because I'm trying to get more practice at qual- calling it what it actually for is. For who? These, for what? You know. As the great yeah, Matthew for who? For say. what? Yeah, exactly. It's still, it's still Twitter. It'll always be Twitter. You're right. Um, speaking of which, uh, hi, David. How are you doing these days, sir? I'm awesome, guys. I'm uh I'm living a similar story to last year. I just uh, I traded in the TV show for a podcast. So out here in L.A. trying to, to get things moving and grooving with the NFL on Fox podcast and having a, a really fun time. It's, um, you know, it's it's league at large, but trust me, it, it is still America's team. So I'm still talking plenty of Cowboys. Yeah, that, that's something that I was interested in. When you, when, I mean, you move from being a, you know, kind of a side uh, analyst on a television show to being the point man on a podcast. Not saying that you haven't done things similar, like in your time with DallasCowboys.com, but what has that adjustment been like in addition to having a schedule more like ours than the Cushion TV schedule you used to have? Man, I tell you what. TV TV's a good gig if you can get it. And I'm, I'm, I'm still – I'm really tight with all those guys. But, man, like you do – you do a live TV show for 90 minutes. They get you in and get you out of there. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's it's definitely uh, it's it's longer hours covering covering it this way. Like I mean, I'm at work right now watching the Thursday night game. We'll go record and do rapid reaction as well as news from all over the league. Um, but fortunately, you know, it, re- it really hasn't been that huge of an adjustment for me. If any of my DallasCowboys.com people happen to be listening, or if they hear this later. I really got to give a shout out to Derek Eagleton and Nick Eatman for just letting me do a bunch of stuff when I worked for the Cowboys. I mean, I got so many reps doing so much different stuff that really nothing takes me out of my comfort zone anymore. So uh, it's definitely different, but it's been fun. It, it doesn't feel like a huge adjustment to me because of the amount of podcasting that I've done. And uh, the feedback's been really great. So you know, if you're uh, if you're looking for an easy way to stay on top of the league, I I highly recommend it. I'm biased, but I think it's great. Uh, and look at fly while doing it too. I saw you had a pair of Chris Jordans on the other day. I was like, oh, David Hellman got the wardrobe uh, working as well when it comes to the, the NFL. Yeah, on there's, Fox, a, there's a video podcast. element to this, ain't it? Yes, it is. 
Yeah, it's, we're on YouTube too. Yeah, so if you want to look at me wearing a hoodie and a pair of J's, you can do that. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that's the thing that like compared to TV, that's the beauty is like the wardrobe is so much more comfortable than all these other situations. Like yeah. our job here. <laughs> my first, uh, my first two days, I wasn't sure what to expect because, like, yeah, on the show, it's sport coat, it's dress shirt, it's slacks. And when I started doing the podcast, like the first two days, I was kind of like, is this business casual? Do I need to wear a suit? What are we doing here? And my bosses were like, you can wear whatever you want to, man. And I was like, you're going to regret saying that because I'm <laughs> never I'm never coming to work, not in a sweatshirt again. Giraffe onesie incoming. Um, yeah. Now, let's let's put you let's let's see why Fox pays you the big bucks. Um, uh-huh, like uh-huh. when it comes to the NFL, I, and I, I guess let's start with the big news of the day as it you know hits all of the markers. It's the big big hit of the day, and it's also Cowboys related. What was your instant reaction to finding out that uh, the Cowboys had lost Trayvon Diggs for the rest of the season I mean, with an ACL tear? Obviously, it's, it's I mean it's it's enormous. It's an enormous bummer. Like not just for the Cowboys. Um, goals and expectations but I I said this on Twitter earlier today like if you're just a fan of football even if you're not a cowboy fan it's a bummer because it's a great player it's a guy that I mean Trayvon Diggs has already been an all pro and he still looked like a guy that was about to take um another step I mean he I mean it's only two games so you can't get too too carried away but he looked like he was on a path to have his best season as a pro and that includes 2021 when he was an all pro so uh, it's just sad because, you know, you, I mean, the way this defense looked with two all pros on each side, I mean, it, it felt like they really had a chance to be special instead of just good. And and I think they'll be fine. I've been saying all afternoon, they're, they're well equipped to deal with this. Dan Quinn's a good coach and they've got some capable DBs in that room. So I don't expect them to like fall off a cliff. Um, but I don't know if generational is still on the table anymore. And that's that's a bummer just as a fan of football. I mean, you want to see special stuff when you turn on these games. And I think they'll still be good, but I just I think you got to lower your expectations uh, a pretty fair amount. David Helmut of Fox Sports joining us here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105 through the fans. So what does that look like then from an expectation standpoint moving forward with Deron Bland stepping in, a guy last year who led the Cowboys in interceptions and what that does for Dan Quinn's defense moving forward here? I mean, like I said, I, I, like I said, I think I don't know if you're talking about like a memorable once in a decade defense anymore, but I still think this can be one of the NFL's best defenses. I mean, you still have the best pass rush in the league, or or one of the top two, maybe the Niners uh, are up there with you. But this is still this is still an elite pass rush. That's the best friend of coverage is getting to the quarterback. So you've got that in your back pocket, and it's pretty nice to have you know the guy that's filling Trayvon's shoes had five picks last year and he's already had one this year like he's clearly got ball skills he's he's very used to playing you know he, he took over a starting job last season he's played plenty of football uh Deron Bland should be just fine I've talked to people in the organization that that think he can play outside so this isn't even this isn't even something that's outside of his comfort zone um so I think you're in a very good spot you've got like something like seven safeties back there that can all play a little bit. You know, you can use those guys to help cover up whatever deficiencies you do have. I think my biggest concern is you're just thin now. Like, I I don't know if the Cowboys can weather an injury to another cornerback, at least not successfully. 
Um, but between the safeties you've got and the cornerbacks that are left over, I'm absolutely positive uh, Dan Quinn will figure it out. It, I wrote this for Fox Sports today. I don't want to get people too hyped up, but it reminds me a little bit of 2021 and it's similar circumstances. Demarcus Lawrence broke his foot in practice Mm -hmm. and it was all, it was doom and gloom and everybody was bummed and they were like, well, I guess we got to try Micah as pass pressure. And here we are two years later. And it seems stupid that he ever wasn't starting out as a pass rusher. So I'm not saying Deron Bland is going to become the best cornerback in football. Uh, but I do trust Dan Quinn to come up with a plan to um, to offset the loss for sure. And and I think this can still be a top 10, even probably a top five caliber of defense. We're talking to the homie David Hellman, who is the host of the NFL on Fox podcast. Uh, you can get that wherever you get your fine podcast for free. But um, Dave, uh, one thing we're going to talk about here shortly is just kind of like our observations, the interesting things that we've seen in the first couple of um, weeks of the NFL season, what's been something that's been particularly interesting to you through, through, uh, through the first couple of weeks? Shoot. I mean, right off the top of my head, I just think it's, it's pretty amusing how good the NFC looks right now after all off season of kind of lionizing the AFC. And obviously some of that is going to be because the AFC is beating up on each other. I get that, but uh, you know, I don't know how many people saw three undefeated teams in the NFC South through two weeks. And then obviously with the way that the Bengals have struggled and the fact that the Chiefs have already lost the game, I think you can say like the three most impressive teams in the league so far this season all play in the NFC, uh, Dallas, San Francisco, and Philly. I mean, I would put the and I mean, throw Miami in there for sure, but I would put what those three have done up against anything in the NFL so far. And, you know, it's just funny how reality often bucks uh, preseason expectation. And that's not to say the AFC isn't still going to have the best teams, but uh, but I think the NFC is, is giving a better accounting for itself than a lot of people thought. Give me one surprise and one thing you've been most disappointed by the first two weeks of the season. Most, I mean, the LA Chargers and like it's a meme at this point. We talk about it every year. <laughs> we talk about it every year, but you know, every year you talk yourself into believing and like it's not even just that they're 0 and 2. It just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. You were in week 1, they ran for 234 yards and they won the turnover battle 2 to nothing and they lost. Uh I I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but I promise you if you put that into a database They've got to be like the only team in NFL history that's like pulled off that kind of performance and not won the game. <laughs> and then they go on the road and they give up. They gave up like 10 explosive plays to a Tennessee offense that like couldn't do anything against the Saints the week before. Like it's just, it's, it's so befuddling. It's, and it's, it's, it should be embarrassing. Like the Chargers should be embarrassed for the amount of talent that they have and the way that they are perennially behind the eight ball. Um, most surprised, most surprised. I'm sitting, I'm like looking at the standings. Most surprised, probably, and it's only two weeks, so that's the thing is you don't want to get too carried away because somebody that's 2-0 and o is probably going to finish like 5-12 five and five and 12 or something. But um, I really thought the Rams were going to be a dumpster fire. And mm. I'm, stealing this, uh, I'm stealing this line from my friend Robert Mays. But, um, you know, we probably – we forgot that Sean McVay is a very, very, very good coach. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. everybody's just like, Oh man, 
the Rams suck. They sucked last year. And it's like, well, their entire offensive line got hurt and their quarterback went on IR with like six weeks to play. Like there were very good reasons for why the Rams were bad. And I'm not saying that they're going to be great, but the preseason expectation was like, oh yeah, like the Rams might not win a game and they beat Seattle and they played San Francisco tough and they just look like a very competent football team. And it's surprising, but it probably shouldn't have been because Sean McVay is very good at his job. Now, Dave, you know, I, at least I know that when you come on this program, you don't expect the the normal. And so I'm going to take this to college football. I think a few days ago, I asked on Twitter, <laughs> um, is this one of those, is anyone actually good seasons? And I, I think I need to amend that because, like, that's probably unfair. But does this feel like a, is anyone actually great season to you in college yeah, football? Dude. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean – 2007 is is a special year for me for a lot of reasons. It was my freshman year in college. LSU obviously won the national title, but and and it was also like this incredibly special season where just all this crazy stuff happened. And like I'll always love college football no matter what. I'm the sicko that's going to tune in no matter what. But you know, it it definitely gets stale when Bama, Clemson, and Georgia are just running things all the time. And Bama already lost a game. I got a Georgia grad sitting right next to me. Georgia's quarterback does not look impressive. Like what they, up, they do, <laughs> yeah, like they they do not look all like they don't look unbeatable to me. Um, Clemson's obviously already lost. Blessings. I don't trust anybody <laughs> in the Big Ten anyway. Like so, I'm 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 pumped. Yeah, it's so funny. Like week one, Florida State or LSU got their butts kicked, and I'm all down on the season. Like oh, just let's call the season off. This sucks. And then everybody else started playing, and I was like, oh, maybe we're not that bad. And then we beat the crap out of Mississippi State, and I'm like, yep, we're going to win the natty. Let's go. Wow. Wow, that's so, where your mind went. So are they going to cover I mean, that 17 points tomorrow? Asking for it, not tomorrow, but two days ago, asking for a friend. So funny. Like a week, a week ago, I was like, man, we might lose to Arkansas at home. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to run them out of the building. <laughs> Which is, that's I like I'm, all of the all of the logic and rationality that I use in my job covering the NFL. I just throw it out the window on Saturday. So As you should. As you should. I don't have to be rational or fair when it's college football. So yeah, we're we're gonna run Arkansas out of the building. Very good. Forty to forty to forty to seventeen. Let's go. Excellent. <laughs> Love to hear it. David, as always, it's a pleasure talking to you. Congratulations on the new podcast. David Delman. Yeah, that's right. You make sure you David check. Delman, indeed. Thank you very uh, much. Uh, let the folks know where they can find the podcast when we're done. Anywhere where you listen to podcasts, uh, whether you're a Spotify person, an Apple podcast person, uh, we have a YouTube channel. So if you're into the video element, you can do that. Uh, yeah, it's it's all NFL all the time. We'll keep you updated on everything going on. We got game previews. And the cool thing is, um, you know, we we get so many Fox personalities on here. I'm interviewing Greg Olson tomorrow. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we get the game crews on every week. Um, so, you know, not just my smiling face, but so many awesome and informative Fox personalities. So, yeah, anywhere where you get your podcast, come find us. You can find him on Twitter at David Hellman underscore host of the NFL on Fox podcast. And of course, covers the Dallas Cowboys for Fox Sports. Going to join us here on the Get Right. David Hellman. David, appreciate the time as always, my man. Thank you. Love y'all. There he goes. David Hellman of Fox Sports. Good enough to join us here on the Get Right. Coming up next here on our fine program. Shout out to the Dallas Wings on their way to the WNBA semifinals. And inspired by uh, Batman himself, Grant Williams. All right. Uh, what's your go-to line 
when you shoot your shot, Medford. The text line y'all going to tell us next on the Get Right. Back here on the Get Right, we're Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. What's your go-to line when you're shooting your shot uh, in honor of uh, – <laughs> Batman Grant Williams himself at the other uh, wings. We're game not gonna night. call him Batman, are we? Like, I'm not. I'm are you not, ready for that this season? I'm you're, not calling him Batman. You're not ready for that. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm ready for him to be Grant Williams. I'm not calling him Batman. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I'm anticipating him being a very good Maverick. I'm not calling him Batman. Woo! It's not happening. Less than a week away from training camp, brother. Don't, for the don't Dallas Mavericks. Me. Don't remind me. How about me. that? We're almost there. Uh, in fact, a week from tomorrow is media day. For the Dallas Mavericks. So our first time to hear from Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, Grant Williams, Rashawn Holmes, and some of the newer Mavericks this upcoming season uh, just a week from tomorrow. So I'm not ready. Man, it kind of the summer kind of snuck up on us and got past us real quick. I told um, myself I'm going to try and like be a little bit more active in that way, and I'm not ready for it. You're not ready? No. <laughs> uh, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Edatula, at Alec on the radio. It is 17-6 at halftime between the San Francisco 49ers and the New York Giants. So the 49ers handling business in the first half, up 17-6 to on the G-Men. We'll keep you up to date on what's happening there in Santa Clara. Coming up at the top of the hour, Ari Temkin of Big 12 this morning on Sirius XM going to be joining us, getting us ready for this weekend's college football action and the prime effect that's happening in Colorado. Did you see uh, Taylor Rooks' interview with, uh, with Dion? I didn't. Okay. I saw that it was happening. Yeah. And I opted out. Oh, okay. Um, and you know what? Maybe I made the wrong decision. Like I didn't. I'm not trying to say that I anticipated being bad or anything. I was just like, nah, I don't really feel up to it. Dion been uh, doing a lot of interviews as of, as of late. Which Did I him. mean, that's kind of the Dion thing, and that's that's what you what you want him to do, right? Yeah. Like if you're Colorado, bring as much attention as possible to this place. Do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've sold out every game, by the way, uh, for the rest of the season at Folsom Field in Colorado. So there you go. I mean, if my memory serves me correctly, it's it's a fun it's a fun feel like it's it's a nice feeling environment. Um, hey, man, good for them. Uh, shout out to the Dallas Wings though, as the Dallas Wings are on their way to the WNBA semifinals for the first time since coming to Dallas as a franchise. Of course, they were the former uh, Detroit Shock, and now and before before they moved they moved from Detroit to Tulsa. Tulsa. They were the Tulsa Shock for a little bit, and then mm-hmm. they moved from Tulsa here. That's right. And uh, congratulations specifically to Satu Sabali, Hooping. the WNBA's most improved player and this year. I mean, if you if you cared to watch it, you could see it. Like I mm-hmm. pretty early on, she was really aggressive Hooping. in the way that she played. Great, great basketball this year. So they get ready to take on the Las Vegas Aces in the best of five series. <laughs> um, Reg and I have already said we're going to be in the house for game three of the uh, WNBA semifinals when the Aces come to town. We'll hear from Kelsey Plum a little bit later on in the show. Oh, fun. As well, yeah, she was uh, on the— That's Darren Waller's wife, huh? That's right. That's right. Shout out to the Giants. Not really. Um, <laughs> she was on the uh, All the Smoke podcast with your boy uh, Steven Jackson and— uh, what's his name? Matt Barnes. Wow. Anyways, all right. I, I couldn't think of his name for a second. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, it just poof. Just Got left you. me. Mm-hmm. Um, but in honor of the WNBA's Dallas Wings headed to the WNBA semifinals, uh, there was a, l- a bunch of Dallas Mavericks— royalty in the building i felt like they got the whole roster yeah but maybe the whole organization to show up to this game now i know sent marshall shows up to a lot of basketball games i believe since they had the partnership Mm -hmm. with uh with the jersey sponsorship with the wings jim that's right um 
I think uh, Mark Cuban showed up to a game maybe a couple weeks back. It seems like they've been doing that, but I had never seen. Oh, yeah, they were in the building strong. It was Michael Finley, Dirk Nowitzki, Jason Kidd. Uh, Grant Williams was also there as well. Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, you mentioned Dirk. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There was a few others. I know that um, I think the Omax rookies, was there. Yeah, the rookies were there, yeah. Derek Lively was there. Mm-hmm. There was quite a few people. Uh, Max Kleba. <laughs> Which we'll said? get to here in just a minute. Yeah, there's there was a lot of lot of lot of folks that showed up, and I wonder why. Uh, I mean, obviously they wanted to show love <laughs> to a fellow basketball team in the area. Uh, one in particular, <laughs> apparently. Now, if you go on Twitter and you've seen the viral video that's now become actually real viral, uh, Grant Williams after the game, the new one of the newest Dallas Mavericks, uh, approaches Satu Sabali, who is. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just make. The, the, the yeah, you're, you're a married man, so this will go over better for you. No, no, no. no I wanna, relax. I go there. What you mean? Uh, she's the best player on this team. Oh, yeah. Um, oof. I yep. don't. Oof. Yeah. Uh, I said it. Look. I said it. Um, I love. I love Arike. I love her. Satu to make this thing go, man. Sorry. They're both so very good. They are very good, but Satu the best one for me. Now. Look, what I will say. If you want to make that argument, this is a great season to do it. There you go. That's this right. This is a great season to make that argument. Uh, but long story short, Grant Williams approaches Sobley after the game. And now when he approaches her, he gives her one of those hugs. Like the first hug that he gave her. One of which hugs? Like just a knowing, you know, hey, congratulations, you know, great game. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, sure. good to see you. You know, great game, that kind of thing. Then they get to talking. Okay. Now, this is the part where you could take over. Because you had like the uh, the 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 breakdown of what the, yeah, the I mean look the speech looked like we, we've we've seen players after competitions you know have conversations we see this every week that's right in football and basketball you know just like hey man congrat good games or just whatever conversation only God knows what conversations they're mm-hmm. actually having at that point right except um we got some like by the Amber- way I see what you're doing right now Medford I see I see what you're doing right now. You're not slick. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You think you're slick, but uh-huh, you're not. Uh-huh. Anyways, um, you know, got to talking. And because we have that video as posted, you know, hey, people are showing, hey, Grant Williams showing love. Yeah. Um, some amateur lip readers got to, <laughs> to reading. And it seems like at one point Grant Williams asked Satu, what are you doing after this? And she says, uh, like tonight? Which, look, that may or may not be what is said. We don't even know what it might have been meant if that was what was said. It looked like that's what he said, though. However, let's have a little fun with this. And I mean that we do this with all respect for Satu, uh-huh. for Grant, for everybody that's involved. Right. Was he trying to holler? Okay, now here's the other part about that video. Now, if you zoom in real mm-hmm. close, mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about? Tell him, KG. Tell if you him. zoom in real close on the video, my man's got an iPhone. It appears. Looks like an iPhone. Now, he appears to have the contacts portion of his iPhone open. And it looks like he may be in the midst of this conversation trying to get Satu's number. Yeah, no, just trying to be, you know, uh, he's new to the area. Yeah, exactly. Trying to make friends. And she's she's been in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, (laughs) you know. Maybe she can help him get familiarized with the area. That's right. Yeah. Uh, So clearly it looks like Grant is shooting his shot at Satu, allegedly. Respectfully. 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 Um, So with that being said, the question is, what's your go-to line to shoot your shot because it clear and here's the other part too. They had the hands over their mouths, which I can't blame them because we're gonna do this. Exactly, <laughs> you do what not, we're, we're right gonna now. do this exactly. every time. Exactly. Exactly. What were they saying? Exactly. Um, so what's your go-to line to shoot your shot in order to uh, you know try to secure a uh, a date or something? Of Someone that nature. said that they were trying to jersey swap. All right, thank you. Uh, wow. Thank you for that submission. Wow. Um, wow. Let's yeah. See. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's see. I think somebody said. Oh, I lost it. 
Somebody said, girl, it must be jelly because jam don't shake like that. I want to know what the success rate is on that. <laughs> also, where are you, are you just are you just pulling up the gas station? Or where where are you where are you leveraging this line? You know what? You know what this conversation made me think of? What is that? You've seen that Denzel meme from Malcolm X. Hey, brothers must be starving, man. That brother's starving. <laughs> that brother's starving. <laughs> See now, this that's what that made me think of right there. Yeah. This is the thing about like the <laughs> the like, you know, lines that people have heard for yeah. going on and on. You they, got, I got a headache because you've been running through my mind all day. They, I feel like they can Woo. work. They some of them are so corny that they can come back around. If yes. you if you deliver it right, yes, you can get a laugh. And once you get a laugh, conversation there, can there, start. There, there, like there, that's yeah. the icebreaker. You know yeah. what I mean? So uh, that running through your mind all day is that's like, a classic, especially line. if like, and yes. I, I guess in in all comedy, right? The idea is expectation subversion. Yeah. So if it's like, hey, you expect me to be here, and then all of a sudden I'm over there. Uh huh. So like, if you could find the right way into it, where it's like, yeah, no, we were just having a conversation. Boom, here's a like, here's a joke. Uh huh. Here's like this real corny thing that There's you did not anticipate. Line, yeah, exactly. Uh huh. If you can get her to laugh, boom, we might be we might be cooking with gas. I just want a guy that makes me laugh. I just want him to make me laugh. Okay. But it's, uh, Medford, do you have a, a go-to Riz line that you uh, particularly use? Also, how do we feel about KG using the words Riz line? Um, I mean, we is. can work on that. We can work on that. Um, okay, all right. So I switch it up. It depends on the environment. Oh, oh, that's, okay. that's smart. Well, that's it, smart. It depends on the environment and Situational the Situational play calling. I like that. It, absolutely, yeah. It, <laughs> yes, like, yes. It, it matters if it's the opening drive or if it's, you know, two minutes in the fourth quarter. That's right. You got oh, okay. sometimes two-minute drills. Break necessary. it down, Medford. No, sometimes it does matter. But, no, I try to go for something like I don't do anything corny. I, I do oh, okay, something more okay. personable. Like, I one thing that usually works, go for the hair. Like if you oh. just, if oh, just you like just, a compliment, yes. Okay. Just start off with the. Compliment I thought you were talking about, about like uh, divas wrestling, where they just be like grabbing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just grab it and then yeah, okay. Well, All right. I, I would like to yep. stop this yep. segment for one moment yep. and say, yep. nobody. The get right. Our our stance is: do not grab anybody's anything without <laughs> Thank consent. You. Thank you. And uh, you make sure that you are not you. violent anyway. Thank you so much. We are very you. anti-violence on this show. Thank you so much for clarifying yeah. that. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, so you, your compliment is to go for the hair. Yeah. Compliment like, the hair. That's a good starting point for okay. me because I, I definitely have a type, as both of you know. That's right. And uh, it usually involves curly hair of some sort to some extent. Oh, the so, curly hair is what gets yeah, you. Yeah. So whenever, you know, there's a lot of effort going into that. Uh-huh. Work, you know, they actually appreciate that. So that's always a good starting point. And then you just kind of move on from there. Okay. Get the, get the phone out. You know, you pull out the contact like old Grant. You know, yeah, he like, was, he was, brother was thirsty. No, yeah, but this is okay, the thing, like, right? He, he went in with the plan. Hold on. I'm going to get the on, number. Hold on. It might be unfair calling him thirsty. Look, if you are going into now. a, look. Because we're going to get to the last part about that interaction between the two of them. What do coaches say? If you don't, if you don't uh, prepare, if you don't plan, or if you fail to plan, plan you plan, plan to, to fail. fail. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's it. That's the cliche. Uh, that's proper it. preparation prevents poor performance, <laughs> right? All that. All the P's. Wow. But no, he came with a plan. He planned. He did not fail to plan. He was like, look, man, if she says yes, we're going to be ready. We're not going to fumble around with the phone. She's at, like, she just got done with the game. She was still on the court. Like, she, he didn't know what media responsibility she might have, where she had to, look, quick conversation, boom, 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 we'll catch up later. Okay, that, All right. but that gets us to the last portion of that interaction between the two of them. The hug at the end. Now, mm-hmm. the, the first hug was, hey, you know, good to see you, congratulations, great game. That second hug at the end, after the conversation – that hug lingered a little too long. Okay? <laughs> That's that now. hug that when you... Come on when, now. Because you get the initial hug, and then you get the extra squeeze at the end of it. You saw the extra squeeze on the end of it? I'm mm-hmm. taking your word for it. Mm-hmm. 
You saw the video. Yes, mm-hmm. okay, fine. Okay, and he pulled her in a little tighter the second time around. Yeah, they're friends now. Are they, though? That was, look, it seems, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying, Grant. Okay, because I'm just saying. All right, someone said, lost my number. Can I have yours? Solid. Oh, uh, oh wow, that's a classic are line. Are you Jamaican because Jamaican me crazy? All right, look. Classic I, line. I feel like there's a level of difficulty there, but I appreciate that. Are you finding these like, from a book or something, 214? I Probably. Feel like you, okay, all right. From the 817, they said, how much does a polar bear weigh? Enough to break the ice high, and then I'm imagining oh, you say your name. Oh, that's a good one. But I, that's look, a good one. I, I, like I that. lean towards Medford. Like, compliments, and especially compliments that are not, like, incredibly obvious, right? Exactly. Like, not the ones that are, like, extremely typical. You got to be real, just real natural with it. Yeah. If, if you compliment yeah. something that's a little bit atypical, I think that that's, that's a good iceberg. <laughs> Y'all keep those flowing in on the uh, TrekRate.com text line, 877 <laughs> By the way, another video that started to circulate. What's that? So apparently when Satu went to a game, I don't know if it was a year or two ago, but she greeted uh, Maxi Kleba. She had his jersey on. She they're, had they're both his, German. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're both German players. Um, but you could tell she clearly turned around and said, like, hey, look whose jersey I got on. And when I tell you Kleba with the most deadpan non-reaction to the fact that she had his jersey on, it was just like, dog. I just want God to know I would never. <laughs> oh, wow. Was that God his- and, and, and everybody in the listening uh, area. Yes. Wow. And Maxi Kleba. <laughs> I'll send that to him directly. Yeah, you yes. fumbled, sir. You fumbled. Oh, he fumbled out with it. You don't know what his situation is. is I don't true. care what the situation what? is. Wow. Okay. Wow. You advocate for bad. We need to go to break. Yeah, that's bad behavior. What, what are you doing right now? Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.